Many people wrote me aghast at my last video, noting the scandal that the Pope had a painting placed behind his desk with Christ in the nude ministering to Judas, and that the painting was featured on the cover of the Vatican newspaper and its first three pages dedicated to the possibility of the salvation of Judas. But that's not nearly all. In the last month, we've seen Pope Francis call for a new world order and more recently, global governance. We've seen top cardinals and bishops in the church demand that the church bless homosexual sexual unions and Pope Francis refuse to correct them. We've seen the Pope reject the title of Our Lady as co-redemptrix, which has been used for centuries by previous popes, and we've seen the Pope appoint an openly homosexual man to the Pope's Commission for the Protection of Minors, and more. Yes, indeed, under the cover of COVID, things have gone absolutely wild in the Vatican. Stay tuned. Before we begin, I wanted to thank you for supporting this show. Without your contributions, we couldn't make this happen. And if you'd like to support us and have not done so already, please go to the link below or simply go to give.lifesightnews.com. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In only one month, there has been so much insanity coming out of the Vatican that I needed to give you an update to summarize everything all in one spot so that you can see the speed at which things are happening. You know, philosophers say that things speed up near the end, and well, if the end is nowhere in sight, the speed and depth of the depravity coming out of the Vatican today is just unbelievable. We just learned last week that the Vatican is hosting a health conference with Anthony Fauci, with vaccine developers, Mormon elders, pro-abortion Chelsea Clinton, population control advocate Jane Goodall, a New Age activist, a prominent UK Muslim scholar, and a pro-abortion American actress, Cindy Crawford. That is, among their 114 speakers... Check out the report by LifeSite's Michael Haynes for full details on the Vatican's fifth international health conference. The conference is entitled Exploring the Mind, Body, and Soul, How Innovation and Novel Delivery Systems Improve Human Health, and is due to take place May 6th through 8th. In mid-March, we heard the Pope call for a, quote, new world order and say that wasting the COVID crisis would be worse than the pandemic. It's Vatican News that published an excerpt of the Pope's book-length uh, interview, which is entitled God and the World to Come, which was in bookstores in Italy on March 15th. Speaking to the Italian journalist Domenico Agasso, with language actually eerie similar to globalist Klaus Schwab, the Pope called for, and I quote, a new world order, end quote, and he also said that the COVID crisis should not be wasted, saying, and I quote, let us all keep in mind that there is something worse than this crisis, the drama of wasting it. We cannot emerge from a crisis the same as before. We can come out better or we come out worse, end quote. The Pope even linked the theological aspect of salvation to the promotion of a new world order in line with globalist policies, suggesting that the salvation, uh, that salvation was dependent upon their success. And I'll quote it for you. He said, quote, We can no longer blithely accept inequalities and disruptions to the environment. 
The path to humanity's salvation passes through the creation of a new model of development, which unquestionably focuses on coexistence among peoples in harmony with creation. End quote. The Pope continued that theme this month in a letter to the World Bank and International Monetary Fund for their April 5th to 11th meeting. Pope Francis called for, quote, global governance, end quote, in light of the COVID-19. He said he was actually strongly advocating for universal vaccines and bemoaning the ecological debt, which is owed to, as he said, nature itself. The letter was delivered via Cardinal Peter Turkson, who's the prefect for the Holy See's dicastery for promoting integral human development. On March 12th, Pope Francis forbade the celebration of private masses in St. Peter's Basilica in the Vatican, which has gone on for centuries. Five cardinals condemned this novel measure, including Cardinals Raymond Burke, Gerhard Müller, Walter Brandmüller, Robert Serra, and Joseph Zen. Also in mid-March, Pope Francis ordered a canonical investigation into the Congregation for Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments, which is largely seen by Vatican insiders as payback for the orthodoxy of Cardinal Robert Serra, who was retired by Pope Francis in February of this year. On March 24th, Pope Francis rejected the Marian uh, title of co-redemptrix, which has been believed and taught in the Church for centuries and used by previous popes and saints. Nevertheless, Pope Francis denounced the teaching, saying that there are no core redeemers with Christ. He said, I quote, The mother who covers everyone under her mantle as a mother, Jesus entrusted us to her as a mother, not as a goddess, not as a co-redemptrix, end quote. Also on March 24th, Pope Francis appointed Juan Carlos Cruz, an openly homosexual man, to the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. Cruz is himself a victim of clerical sexual abuse and was the one who Pope Francis called to come to the Vatican in 2018 for a private meeting, where Cruz reported after the meeting the Pope affirmed him in his homosexuality. After the meeting, Cruz made public that Francis told him, and I quote, that you are gay does not matter. God made you like that and he loves you like that. And I do not care. The Pope loves you as you are. You have to be happy with who you are, end quote. Cruz also revealed that Pope Francis told him that Archbishop Vigano was fired from his post as nuncio to the United States for having arranged the meeting of Pope Francis with Kim Davis, the pro-family hero who was um, an elected county clerk who went to jail rather than having her name go on marriage certificates for homosexual couples. Speaking to the media after his appointment by the Pope to the Vatican Commission on Abuse of Minors, Cruz took the opportunity to condemn that new Vatican statement opposing the blessing of homosexual couples. He said that the Vatican officials who issued the new statement, quote, are completely in a world of their own away from people and trying to defend the indefensible, end quote. Cruz called for a change in the leadership of the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, saying it was undermining efforts by Pope Francis to create a more inclusive church. Which actually brings me to the big item I'd like to focus on in this show, and that is the aftermath of that March 15th document from the Vatican forbidding clergy from blessing homosexual unions. Pope Francis's closest collaborators let it be known that the Pope was unhappy with the statement, and he seemed to suggest as much in public statements after the document's release. And even Cardinal Burke, when he was asked publicly 
on EWTN, if that could be true, that the Pope was distancing himself from the Vatican's statement, the Cardinal actually said it was not unreasonable. Have a look for yourself. I want to talk for a moment, uh, Your Eminence. America Magazine, the Jesuit Magazine, reported this week that the Pope may be distancing himself from that CDF statement. They cite Francis's March 21st Angelus address, where he said, many people often without saying so, implicitly would like to see Jesus, to meet him, to know him. It means sowing seeds of love, not with fleeting words, but through concrete, simple, and courageous examples, not with theoretical condemnations, but with gestures of love. Then the Lord, with his grace, makes us bear fruit, even when the soil is dry due to misunderstandings, difficulty, or persecution, or claims of legalism or clerical moralism. Your Eminence, does this seem like the Pope attempting to distance himself from that statement issued by his own doctrinal office, or is this wishful thinking on the part of progressive Catholics? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult statement to, to interpret with accuracy, but I don't think it's unreasonable to say that he's making a statement like that, especially referring to, to, to moralism uh, uh, and uh, to, to the uh, definition uh, juridical definition with regard to a relationship. I don't think it's far-fetched to to think that it has something to do uh, with the uh, declaration of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Beyond that, Cardinal Christoph Schonborn, who Pope Francis claimed to be one of the greatest theologians in the Church, came out slamming the Vatican document as, and I quote, a clear communication error, end quote. And Seanborn also said that homosexual blessings would not be refused. Seanborn, who leads the church in Austria, said, and I quote, if the request for blessing is sincere, and he added that it's, of course, by a homosexual couple, and that they're seeking a blessing from God to for a life path, homosexual or otherwise, Quote, then such a blessing will not be refused, end quote. Totally unreal. Mayhem erupted all over the church because the leftists in the church see that this is their opportunity. The Pope's evidently dis- uncomfortable with the document from the Vatican that it's the same Pope who came out in support of same-sex unions, after all, same-sex civil unions, and... Archbishop Coleridge added, a church which says we can't bless same-sex unions is equally obliged to ask how we might include same-sex couples. Bishop Georg Beitzig of Limburg in Germany, uh, he, he actually chairs the German Bishop Conference. He said that he was, quote, not happy with the statement from the CDF, suggesting that the teaching will not be followed by the church in Germany. Here's his full quote. This gives the impression that the theological debate, which is currently being debated in various parts of the universal church, including here in Germany, is to be ended as quickly as possible. End quote. Beitzig added that this is not possible at all, quote, because the discussion is intense and with good arguments in many places, and the theological inquiries about pastoral practice today cannot simply be put out of the way with one word of power, end quote. Belgian Bishop Johann Bonny said that he felt, quote, 
shame for my church, end quote. He also said, I want to apologize to all for whom this is painful and incomprehensible. The Belgian bishops, as a group, reacted with a statement that they will continue to follow Pope Francis' controversial encyclical Amoris Laetitia when it comes to homosexuals in the Catholic Church. Now get this, the youngest Catholic bishop in Ireland, Bishop Paul Dempsey of Aconry, I think is the name of the diocese, he called the ban a, quote, hurtful response from the church to people with same-sex orientation. And that was in a March 26 reflection that appeared on the Irish Catholic Bishops' Conference website. Dempsey, who was appointed bishop of Ankeri in January 2020 by Pope Francis, called the language used by the Vatican a problem, and he said, and I quote, The deeper problem arises in the sphere of language. At best, it is experienced as cold and distant, and at worst, hurtful and offensive, end quote. And it's not only coming from cardinals and bishops. Priests, too, have expressed themselves as opposed to the Church's constant teaching on homosexuality. The German newspaper Deutsche Welle reported that about 60 German priests signed a letter stating that they will defy the congregation's teaching and bless homosexual couples anyway. They said, and I quote, In view of the refusal of the congregation of the doctrine of faith to bless homosexual partnerships, we raise our voices and say we will continue to accompany people who enter into a binding partnership and bless their relationship in the future. We do not refuse a blessing ceremony, end quote. In a similar initiative in Austria, a group of about 350 priests organized by Pastor Helmut Schuler stated in what they would call a, what they called a call to disobedience too, that they will continue to bless same-sex couples, end quote. Not to be outdone, some priests in America took to their pulpits to denounce the Vatican document, outing themselves as heretics in the process. Clergy from America's first order of Catholic priests, known as the Paulists, openly criticized in their homilies the Vatican's decree that the Church cannot bless homosexual couples. The news actually came to life sight from a great convert from homosexuality, Joseph Shambra, who compiled videos of priests from the Missionary Society of St. Paul the Apostle in parishes in New York, Boston, and Los Angeles, openly lambasting the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith. Here are some of the highlights, or should I say lowlights, from those videos. And if the CDF foolishly thought that just saying no would be the end of the issue, they just don't know us New Yorkers, do they? I have been blessed by so many couples married and unmarried, straight and gay and lesbian and all in between, who have blessed me in my life by their witness, by their self-giving, and by who they are. The Pope is very clear. Everyone is loved by God. God loves his LGBTQ kids as much as any other kids. Just don't bring home your loved one to me or Mother Church. We're just not ready for that right now. It seemed to be what Pope Francis was saying this week. And it only leads to confusion, only leads to worry. And to say as a church that those who are not able to be in a heterosexual sacramental marriage must observe mandatory celibacy. We know after a year of lockdowns with COVID-19, that isn't an answer that's going to work either. That's just unreal. 
And if you're hoping or thinking that Pope Francis will have to deal with it or correct it or bring clarity, we know that that's not the case. Two cardinals already approached the Pope to correct the head of the German Bishops' Conference on the very same question. Edward Penton, one of the best Vatican reporters in the world, reported that Jesuit Cardinal Louis Ladaria, the prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, and Cardinal Kurt Koch, the Swiss president of the Pontifical Council for Promoting Christian Unity, requested that Bishop Georg Beitzig, the chairman of the German Bishops' Conference, come to Rome and be corrected. Remember, Beitzig directly challenged several core teachings um, regarding not only the blessing of same-sex unions, but also women's ordination to the priesthood and Holy Communion for Protestants. A source told National Catholic Register that Santa Marta said no to the request from the cardinals asking for Beitzig's correction. Santa Marta, of course, is the Pope's residence, and therefore the word was Pope Francis said no. At least Cardinal Raymond Burke was ready to speak out against one of these bishops spouting heresy. Speaking with Raymond Arroyo on EWTN, Cardinal Burke called out Bishop Bonnie for his rejection of the Vatican's refusal to allow for same sex blessings for same sex homose- for homosexual couples. Check this out. The bishop, if he's pained by what's uh, declared by the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, then he uh, must uh, examine himself with regard to his own coherence with the Catholic faith. And if he uh, is not holding to the Catholic faith, then he should renounce his office, uh, has to be relieved of, of his office as diocesan bishop because this is uh, mm-hmm. uh, simply unacceptable. It's, it can't be. So at least someone is standing up for truth, the truth of Christ's church. And let me close with this. I know in our time it's becoming more and more difficult to identify true Catholics, the true faithful. Well, I came across a most beautiful quote which was taken from Robert Mader's book, Cross and Crown. Here's what it means to be a real Catholic. He said, and this is from Mader's book again, quote, Christianity should not be for us anything else than it was for the apostles, a living relationship to Jesus. Neither work nor politics, neither the press nor science nor sports ought to occupy us in the least in comparison to the occupation of our memory and our understanding by Jesus. That's Christianity. The church, the house where Jesus lives, ought to be a stronger attraction for every genuine Christian than any other house in town, even during the week. Not to want to love Christ, who is love, is the sin of sins. Whoever does not love will be damned. We want to become Christians again. We want to love again. Love and die for Christ the King. End quote. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. But just before you leave, Check this out. The March for Life in Canada is on this year, and you can attend because it's virtual from anywhere. Check it out. Join pro-life speakers Tony McFadden, Joseph Backholm, Jay Watts, and Will Witt for I Am With You, the National March for Life Youth Conference, hosted by Campaign Life Coalition Youth and Niagara Region Right to Life. 
May 14th from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. at marchforlife.ca. And thanks to our donors, the cost is free. So register at the link below and we'll see you on May 14th. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.